what we'll be what we'll be talking about, and and my thought is is that we'll let each you know Catherine Marcus and Ian um, you know, jump into their topic a bit, and we'll moderate and Louis will moderate for some questions as they may be timely in those topics, and then I've reserved a number of questions at the end should um, should we get there and still have some time. So um, with with that. Uh, Catherine, I'd love to uh, turn it over to you and hear your thoughts on, on statements and notices and disclosures uh, for those three stages of startups and what people should be thinking about. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Scott. Um, so, right, as Scott mentioned, I will be giving an overview of you know, required privacy notices and privacy disclosures. A lot of times these are legally required under applicable privacy laws, but I would say nowadays, it's becoming just as commonplace for these documents to be expected from investors, from customers, and from other non-legal stakeholders. Um, and I think it's also worth kind of echoing what Scott said, which is you know external disclosures regarding your data practices. This is just one piece of the puzzle when it comes to a successful data privacy program. Um, usually, the program is you know more complex, more multifaceted, and hopefully, you know through this panel today, you'll hear you'll be able to hear that from the different perspectives. Um, that being said external documentation and notices. This is a very important piece of data privacy. Um, I like to call it curb appeal data privacy because really when anybody is looking from the outside into your business, whether it's a regulator, whether it's a customer, whether it's investor, um, a lot of times <clears throat> if they have questions about privacy, these external documents will be the first place that they look. So why don't we start at, you know, establishing as a baseline what is uh, when is you know a privacy notice or a privacy statement required and this is required whenever you have a commercial website or online service that collects any personally identifiable information so most businesses these days will be required to have a privacy notice um, and I also just said a word called personally identifiable information. This is really a key concept in data privacy. Um, and so you're probably wondering, you know, what is personally identifiable information, also known as PII? Uh, this is PII is anything that can be used to identify a natural person or can be reasonably associated with a natural person. Um, and so it includes obvious identifiers such as name, email, phone number, um, address, you know, these are all very obvious identifiers, but, you know, it can also include non-obvious identifiers such as IP address or unique device identifiers. It can also include when two pieces of non-identifiable information are in combination able to identify an individual. So an example of this would be if I had, you know, someone's first name, let's say it's John, and I know the place that he works, like company A. So by themselves, the name John, that's like a very common name, that's not identifiable. Company X, probably like tons of people work there. I wouldn't, you know, that's not really identifiable either. But together, you know, if there's only one John that works at company X, those two pieces of information together would be considered PII. Um, so for most companies, if you have an online presence or you're doing business online, which is 
you know, the vast majority of businesses these days, you will encounter PII fairly early on, almost out of the gate. Um, however, you know, the disclosures and notices that you're providing is going to look a little bit different as you progress through the stages of growth. And, you know, this is inversely correlated with your risk tolerance, right? So as you get bigger, your risk tolerance decreases and usually the amount of disclosures that you're making, the notices that you're giving, the granularity, this is all going to increase. So now I'm going to go through the kind of three stages um, in the framework that Louis and Scott has outlined. You know, the early stage where you're angel, C stage company, the mid stage where, you know, you're series A, B type company, and then finally the uh, late stage where, you know, you're a bigger, you know, pre-IPO company. So starting at the very early stage, in addition to figuring out what PII you're collecting, um, the important question here is to really identify, uh, you know, if and what privacy regulations apply to your business. And because we don't have a uh, federal privacy law in the U.S., um, a lot of times within the U.S., the privacy laws that would apply to you, if any, um, are going to be either industry-specific or jurisdiction-specific. Um, now, normally, you know, if you're a U.S.-based company, for example, like an enterprise SaaS company, you're not operating in any, you know, particularly regulated industry or space, and, you know, you don't have operations in Europe, you're just starting really small in the U.S., um, a lot of times what you'll need in those situations is just a basic privacy notice at this early kind of angel seed stage. And the privacy notice really is a document. It's also, you know, might have seen it called a privacy policy. Um, it's a document that informs the public as to what you're doing with PII. And the key here is really accuracy and transparency into your data collection and data sharing practices. And it's important to not try to be aspirational in these documents. Um, now, if you're in a regulated space, um, so for example, if you're in the healthcare space, you're a covered entity under HIPAA, um, or you know, you're in FinTech, you might fall under the Gramm-Leach-Filey Act, or you know, if you're um, you know, operating in Europe, you might be subject to the general, their uh, data protection regulation, the GDPR, which came out in 2018. Um, in, in those instances, even though you are, and you might be early on, there's going to be an additional regulatory layer that applies to you. And a lot of times that regulation is going to stipulate additional disclosures that you're required to make. Um, so if that is the case, then you know, you're gonna need to be a little bit more scrutinizing with regards to your privacy notice, even at this early stage. Um, moving on to the mid stage. So you know, you're growing, the business is scaling, you're now a series. A to B company. At this stage, the, the, it really becomes more about not just having this basic privacy notice, but really engaging in a strategic analysis about how to frame your data collection and data sharing practices per the regulations that you're subject to. Um, and so, you know, for example, in this mid stage, a lot of companies will become subject to the California Consumer Protection Act, which went into effect uh, earlier this year. This year, um, the CCPA doesn't apply to very small companies, but most companies will cross this threshold, usually around this mid-stage point, and it gives California residents specific rights to their data. 
And the CCPA also requires that a company has to disclose these rights and how to exercise them in their privacy notice or their privacy policy. Now, just to show you um, why the strategic analysis is important here is that there are certain exemptions under CCPA. Um, so for example, if, you know, you're, uh, if you're in a regulated industry and the data that you're collecting is subject to HIPAA or GLBA uh, or COPPA or something like that, um, that data actually isn't subject to CCPA. There's also other exemptions that you can avail yourself of based on your data collection and data sharing practices. And so really at this mid stage, it's important and it becomes a lot about navigating the specific privacy regulatory framework that's applicable to your business and optimizing your external disclosures and documentations specifically from that risk mitigation standpoint, um, especially as it relates to regulatory risk. Now, one example of how you know, folks are doing this is in the advertising e-commerce space. So um, the CCPA with this increased regulatory oversight, um, ad retargeting and use of retargeting cookies has kind of come under scrutiny. And one exemption under CCPA is a consent exemption. So you might have noticed recently that a lot of e-commerce websites you're visiting now are all starting to use cookie banners. Um, and that really is in response uh, to regulations such as the CCPA. And it's a strategic disclosure that these uh, companies are making to show that they're getting consent so that they can reduce their risk exposure um, on the privacy law front. Um, so now 